What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show. Be the market one trade at a time. Hope everybody's having a great week out there, able to welcome some profits. Let me give you some of the crypto news, some of the things going on in the crypto market. Hope everybody's able to find those deals out there. Uh, a lot of crypto is still out there moving. Shiba Inu is still moving. Bitcoin is still moving as well. Ethereum moving. Uh, some of the big players out there are moving quite a bit. So uh, shout out to everybody out there who's jumping into crypto for the first time. It's definitely a very um, interesting market and there's a huge learning curve. But once you start learning some of the things out there, um, it becomes uh, pretty enjoyable to watch all the different fluctuations and volatility out there. So uh, welcome if you're new to you know learning about crypto. Definitely a very interesting journey. Um, if you're transferring from stocks to crypto, uh, you may be learning a little bit more, um, you know, overall, I think the journey uh, of investing is very rewarding uh, once you learn, you know, how things work and how things operate. Um, but let's jump into the crypto news. So first in here, uh, NFT rentals are becoming a thing. Uh, so a company called Animoca Brands is leading a $1.5 million bet on re-NFT, uh, a year old DAO that let you rent out NFTs on Ethereum mainnet. So some non-fungible tokens, NFTs, come with exclusive perks, uh, a project helping holders monetize those benefits, all with maintaining long-term ownership, uh, has raised $1.5 million in seed round uh, led by uh, Animoca Brands. Uh, Re-NFT announced the funding uh, round on Friday. In addition, the uh, company, the year-old decentralized uh Autonomous organization or a DAO behind the rentable NFT platform is now backed by Lattice Capital, Play Ventures, Meta Cartel Ventures, uh, Scalar Capital, Long Hash Ventures, Sky Vision Capital, uh, Fedora Capital, and uh, Malvi Ventures. Uh, so the Ethereum based project recently facilitated the lending of Stoner Cats, uh, an NFT collectible whose holders have access to a library of video shorts um, and animators whose holders rented their tokens uh, to give temporary access to a private Discord event. Um, a risking or a rising trend in NFT sector uh, is projects uh, to include continued community benefits uh, that are along some of the ownership of their tokens. So basically building the ecosystem and you don't just get the NFT, you get access to a community uh, is what they're saying. So they're kind of trying to build this community where people get more benefits than just having the NFT and being able to resell them. Uh, so the re-NFT uh, is giving owners a way to monetize these benefits without selling the underlying asset. Uh, how it works is lenders can send the NFTs uh, they want to rent out uh, to smart contract after determining the daily rental price at maximum rental period. Uh, borrowers then input how long they want to own the NFT paying for the rental cost plus collateral amount uh, equivalent to the price of the NFT, uh, which they get back once the NFT is returned. Uh, with this NFT sector uh, still in bloom, re-NFT uh, sees the future of its lending protocol extending into the metaverse where users can rent out uh, their play-to-earn items, intellectual property, and even digital real estate. 
Um, it's not entirely unheard of a crypto or of in crypto land um, yield get game yield guild games also operates a rental program uh, for its in-game assets to yield financial returns where it can be uh, redeemed uh, characters and plots of virtual land uh, where nfts or where re nfts currently work uh, is for peer-to-peer -peer renting of ERC-721 and ERC-1155 tokens on Ethereum mainnet. Uh, it's working to expand compatibility to Solana and Polygon, uh, which is what the co-founder Nick Valley said uh, or told CoinDesk in an interview. Uh, so definitely very interesting overall. Um, I think this is something I didn't really think about uh, as far as application is concerned, but I could definitely see this growing especially if NFTs get into, like, um, you know, the ticket portion of, like, an event. Like, let's say you're going to a music festival, and the music festival is an NFT. And each day you get an NFT for that music festival. But let's say you only want to go to concerts on the first day and the last day. You could essentially rent out your NFT pass to someone else who wants to go on the other two days of a four-day music festival. So... You get money for owning that ticket. You bought the whole ticket. You can rent it out. Essentially go to the concert for free depending on how much you're renting it out for. And then at the end of that day, get that back. So uh, I, that's the sort of application that I see for it. Uh, there are probably tons of other applications, especially when it comes to, you know, Airbnbs or something like that. Like let's say you have a rental property um, and that rental property is an NFT itself. When you rent out that property, you get the keys, uh, and you are the owner of that NFT, which is that property. Uh, you get like a door key access or something like that, where you can open up the door and go to the place. Um, and then after that, uh, you leave the place, and you're essentially renting out that item through uh, the NFT itself. The NFT goes back to the owner, the person who owns the place, um, and you're essentially renting out the place itself. So I think there are a lot of applications for this. Uh, it's definitely a way to think outside of the box. Um, as far as NFTs are concerned and just buying NFTs or making NFTs and selling. So next, um, this was something uh, that I thought was very interesting. The article came across, uh, it says, U.S. nuclear engineer wife charged over sale of naval secrets for crypto. Uh, so the pair received $100,000 in uh, Monero before they were arrested by the FBI and NCIS, according to the criminal complaint. Uh, so a nuclear engineer uh, employed by the Department of the Navy and his wife have been charged with attempting to sell restricted data to an undercover government agent in exchange for the privacy-centric uh, crypto uh, Monero. According to a criminal complaint filed Friday by the uh, FBI, uh, Jonathan and Deanna Toby, uh, both to Maryland, had been engaged in a conspiracy conspiracy to sell information relating to the design of a nuclear submarine to a foreign nation, uh, referring to uh, as country one in the complaint uh, and supporting affidavit. Uh, so this is definitely very interesting uh, overall. Um, this is the first time I've ever heard of someone, you know, trying to sell something for crypto. Uh, so that's definitely very interesting overall as well. So the use of crypto as payments uh, in a case with national security implications uh, could embolden regulations as members of Congress who agree or who argue to curb 
uh, on crypto due to what they say is uh, prevalence and facilitating illegal activity. So on April 1st, uh, 2020, according to the affidavit, uh, Jonathan Toby sent a package containing a sample of restricted data to a foreign government in a bid to establish a relationship to purchase additional sensitive information. The complaint also alleges uh, Toby began corresponding via encrypted email uh, with an individual who believed to be representative of a foreign government. Uh, Toby and his wife, uh, Deanna Toby, attempted to sell restricted data on three occasions from June 8th to October 9th of 2021, according to the complaint. Unbeknownst to Toby, um, to the Tobys, um, the pair met with an undercover agent on three separate occasions and handed over restricted documents, including encrypted data loaded on SD cards concealed in a chewing gum packet and half a peanut butter sandwich. A review of the SD cards revealed that it contained restricted data related to uh, submarine nuclear reactors. Uh, the Tobys had received a total of $100,000 in Monero before they were arrested by the FBI and Naval Criminal Investigation Service on uh, in West Virginia on Saturday. Uh, so the Tobys will appear via a federal court uh, in Martinsburg, West Virginia on Tuesday. Uh, so definitely very interesting overall. Um, I hate to see, you know, people use crypto for negative things like criminal activities especially when it's something, you know, as large scale as this, um, you know, it's, it's really sad to see or to hear of people using, um, you know, crypto for nefarious intent. Uh, but you know, it is kind of the downside of crypto. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people who really don't understand crypto believe this is the only reason people use crypto is to try to do, um, you know, bad or sneaky, uh, transactions, but crypto is definitely not only used for that. Um, and with, you know, the different things going on in crypto, as far as regulation and concern and popularity, I feel like the more information you, you give out about crypto is how it works, how you can mine it regulations. And once more government regulations come in, uh, over it and people start to understand it, I think it'll be, more widely adopted, but still there are some kind of gray areas like sketchy people like this who, um, you know, try to go undercover to do things, uh, that are, you know, bad, uh, that, you know, kind of look bad or not kind of that do look bad, uh, on the U S in general, and then also look bad on the crypto community in general. So, um, you know, I feel like, other channels or, you know, other avenues to learn about crypto and how it works um, and use it for, you know, daily uses um, and not like things like this uh, are what crypto is to be used for, um, not, you know, to try to do criminal activity. So by no means are you going to be able to stop people like this. Um, you know, there are things that go on unbeknownst to majority of the public uh, as far as crypto trades are concerned. Uh, but hopefully, you know, with more education out there, uh, you know, we can get more people getting into crypto. Um, I think, you know, the birth of Coinbase um, and, you know, having people be able to trade crypto on Coinbase um, is definitely, you know, something that helps shed light onto crypto. Um, because before that, 
Uh, you know, you had Robinhood where you can get crypto on as well. There are a lot of different other exchanges. Uh, but now, you know, if people are saying, hey, I can get fiat uh, for crypto, I think it helps to push the community forward because it kind of shows its use case as well as what it currently is. Um, other than people, you know, going and making software wallets and trying to use it for um, bad acts. So uh, we do not on this channel support any of the bad actors for crypto. Uh, we just support, you know, good people who want to learn about crypto um, and want to use it uh, for good purposes. So uh, I'm glad that these people were caught um, and hopefully, you know, this will be a lesson to people who want to go and use crypto uh, for bad purposes. Uh, next, the SEC approves Vault Equities crypto stock ETF. Uh, the fund, which the fund which will not hold cryptocurrencies directly, will be listed on New York Stock Exchange under the ticker BTCR. So, the SEC has approved uh, an ETF that aims to provide investors with exposure to publicly traded companies uh, with exposure to Bitcoin. Uh, according to prospects filed October 1st, Vault Crypto uh, Industries uh, Revolution and Tech ETF will track the performance of so-called Bitcoin industry revolution companies, uh, publicly listed companies that either hold a majority of their net assets in Bitcoin, like MicroStrategies, ticker sign MSTR, or that make majority of their profits through mining, uh, building uh, mining equipment like Marathon Digital Holdings, ticker sign MARA. At least 80% of the fund's net assets will be invested in crypto stocks. The remaining 20% will be invested uh, in more traditional stocks uh, to offset the risk of the fund's uh, focused portfolio. The ETF will not hold any cryptocurrencies directly. The SEC's approval of the fund, uh, which will trade under ticker sign BTCR, uh, comes just days after regulators delayed a decision for uh, four Bitcoin ETFs, uh, Global X, Wisdom Tree, uh, Kryptonian, uh, Krypton, uh, and Valkyrie uh, in late November uh, at the earliest. While the SEC kicks the crypto can down the road, Bitcoin ETF applications are pulling up. Uh, on Friday, uh, BlockFi filed for a Bitcoin futures ETF, bringing the number of active pending applications to over a dozen. Uh, many in the crypto community have speculated that despite the delays, um, the approval of a Bitcoin ETF could happen by the end of the month. SEC Chair uh, Gary Gensler uh, has also repeatedly suggested uh, that he is not opposed to the idea of futures-based uh, Bitcoin ETFs like uh, proposed by uh, Valkyrie and BlockFi. Um, and then while... Volt's ETF is not exactly a Bitcoin ETF uh, the crypto industry has been waiting for. Um, it is a step forward. BTCR is the first Bitcoin-focused ETF uh, to receive regulatory approval. Uh, Volt Equity CEO Ted Park told Insider that the fund, uh, which is the fifth for the San Francisco-based financial services firm, was the most difficult to get approved. So, uh, ticker sign B. TCR 
uh, definitely going to be looking that one up uh, moving forward as far as a Bitcoin ETF. Uh, I know MicroStrategies is definitely have a lot of money invested in Bitcoin um, and then Marathon Digital Holdings, uh, who makes the equipment, uh, definitely you could know you could benefit from that um, as well. So if not getting into the ETF, uh, just looking at uh, MicroStrategies and Marathon Digital Holdings themselves as the price of Bitcoin uh, continues to fluctuate might be a good thing uh, if you want to get into that. So I think there still will be updates on whether those Bitcoin ETFs will continue to come out. Uh, like like the article said, there are 12 out there, uh, which is quite a lot for them to review. Um, and with the crypto market being very volatile, you know, it, it kind of is the responsibility of, you know, the SEC to protect investors. So, uh, you know, contrary to, you know, what people believe the SEC uh, doesn't want to create something that would intentionally bankrupt investors. So that would be, you know, fiscally irresponsible, uh, especially from an organization uh, that's so reputable like the SEC. So I do understand why it takes so long um, and then understanding all the nuances that come with it, um, you know, because creating an asset uh, or creating, you know, something that could be traded that is so volatile, knowing uh, what it could do, uh, would need to come with a lot of disclaimers and explanations on how those things work. So next, uh, the White House is considering executive order on crypto oversight. Um, the order would include Treasury Department, Commerce Department, National Service Foundation, and National Security Agencies. Uh, so the U.S. The U.S. government may expand its efforts to study and regulate the roughly two trillion dollar asset, true uh, trillion dollar digital asset sector. Uh, the Biden administration is considering an executive order for federal agencies, which will require them to study the crypto industry and provide recommendations on oversight. Um, according to the report, the order would include Treasury Department, Commerce Department, National Security Foundation, and National Securities Agency. Uh, in addition, asking agencies to study different aspects of the industry, uh, the order would clarify the responsibilities different agencies have around crypto and blockchain. Uh, request for comments into the White House uh, Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CT. Uh, CFTC and Securities Exchange SEC were not immediately returned um, to the Treasury Department, declined to comment, so they're basically not answering uh, about, you know, this moving forward. Federal agencies have already uh, been studying and providing regulatory guidance according to the digital asset sector for years. Uh, the Office of uh, Comptroller of Currency, or OCC, SEC, and CF. TC have issued guidance letters and formal statements to the public uh, rulemaking effort to direct how different aspects of crypto industry should comply with federal law. The OCC uh, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation or FDIC and Federal Reserve, uh, three federal bank regulators formed a sprint team uh, to coordinate their work around the crypto uh, earlier this year. So I know the FDIC uh, is talking about coming up with um, some insurance for crypto, which I think is like $250,000, which is what the bank currently uh, backs, and that will back your crypto. Um, I talked about that in a previous uh, podcast. Uh, so if the FDIC, I think, is working on it um, and trying to come up with some legislation, I think we have a path forward. Uh, potentially, I think 
you know, trying to get all the other departments uh, together on the matter uh, would uh, help as far as speeding the process along. Uh, but I think if, you know, there's already one organization that is starting to try to think about making regulations about it, um, as far as insurance is concerned, uh, then I think there is a path forward uh, for that. So lastly, we'll talk about um, a app called Chingari. Uh, so India's TikTok rival Chingari raises $19 million uh, from Almeida, Kraken, and Galaxy Digital. Uh, so, founded in 2018, Chigari is a well-known video app that has grown rapidly uh, after popular social media platforms TikTok was banned in India in June 2020. Uh, Chingari now has 30 million uh, monthly active users uh, and 78 million downloads according to the company. Uh, the funds will be used uh, to continue develop, uh, of development of Chingari's platform uh, to launch the G-A-R-I social token uh, on the Solana blockchain. Uh, the token is a critical piece of the platform uh, that will enable creators to set up their own e-commerce spaces that include physical merchandise, uh, create non-fungible tokens, uh, and enable fans to fund their favorite artists, uh, the company said. The future of the platform lies in its creators. Uh, on one side, we have an immense talent pool that needs to be uh, explored and rewarded with an ethical amount of monetization. On the other side, uh, while crypto experiences a rapid expansion in India, Gari uh, is poised to make uh, it mainstream. So ch this is uh, statements from Chigari's uh, CEO, uh, Summit Gosh. Uh, Summit Gosh. Um, other notable investors uh, funding the roundtable include uh, Black Pine, NGC Ventures, Coin Fund, LD Capital, Borderless Capital, uh, AU21 Capital, uh, Culture uh, Capital, uh, or Culture 3 Capital, uh, Long Term Ventures, Afton Capital, and CSP DAO. So there are a lot of people that are funding this, uh, helping this move forward. Uh, and definitely would like to see the growth of Chingari. Uh, and I'll have to go check that app out uh, to see, you know, all the different features that they have. Um, you know, not having TikTok in India uh, kind of puts a hold on a lot of users that could be able to get on TikTok. Uh, but having their own app, Chingari, uh, will definitely help uh, move forward, especially since they already have 30 million monthly active users. That's quite a lot of people. Uh, and then having this... Uh, Gari uh, social token based on Solana will help Solana itself grow uh, even more. So uh, definitely very interesting uh, with the growth of crypto. Uh, seems to be like every other day there's something going on in the crypto world uh, with NFTs, uh, regulations, just expansion. Um, and we see even the criminal aspect of crypto um, is going on. So definitely very interesting as far as uh, crypto markets are concerned. Uh, so I hope everybody is able to lock in some profits this week uh, and is able to stay positive while we go through this uh, fluctuation in the crypto market. Um, definitely going to keep my eyes on Shiba Inu, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. Those are the top three that I'm looking at currently. Uh, so good luck to everybody about their trading. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.